Alright, so how are you doing tonight, Carl? Doing just dandy, Sanzi. How's it going with you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, let's, uh, let's kick it off here. You know, tonight, schedule, there were quite a few... I think there were quite a few matchups tonight that, that sort of had the potential to be a, a, a sort of statement game, you know, for the winner. Um, Boston-St. Louis was one of those games. Uh, Boston wins 2 nothing, though they sort of hang on the third. St. Louis really threw a lot at them. Uh, the Islanders, Tampa Bay. The Islanders take Tampa Bay down 5-2. Uh, the one I really want to get to, though, is way out west, Calgary, Anaheim. Hiller. Hiller, Weidman, Goudreau. True. Just, True. I mean, how you look at the standings, and there's just no way, there's no way that Anaheim at any point uh, before this season said, you know what, this could be a tough division for us. It's going to be a tough division for us. And, you know, about a quarter of the way through the season, Calgary and Vancouver are going to be breathing down our necks. I mean, who in the world would have thought that? Especially True, Calgary. and it's not five games in anymore, right? We're 20, We're games, 20 in, games in, and Calgary is, quarter, is one yeah. point behind them with 26 points. And they won tonight. They won tonight in a shootout. It, it's insane. It's unbelievably impressive. It really is. It really is. And you know what? It sort of, you know, I know this Battle of Alberta is a big thing, and it goes way back, but it's sort of, it doesn't matter anymore. That's over, isn't it? It's never over. It's not going to be over but Calgary definitely has the upper hand in terms of... But that, that's what I mean. I mean, sure. that, that debate of who's got the better young team is done. It's done. But is Calgary that young? Well, that's the thing, too. They don't, because they've added guys that have been in the league. They've uh, brought in people from the outside. Yuri Hoodler a few years ago. Dennis Weidman. This guy can score goals. I don't know if he has yet learned how to skate backwards, um, which you kind of need as a defenseman, but he's still... He puts up points. Uh, they brought in Hiller, which is huge, huge for them. And you saw that today. And, um, and it wasn't a sure thing, Hiller, either, because he hasn't been great. He's been injured when he was in Anaheim. And he hasn't been, you know, the, the true number one goalie that Anaheim thought they had. And that's why they let him go. And yeah. He's, and he's pulling the rings. Oh, big time. You know, and of course, you can't talk Calgary without talking about Giordano true. Uh, or well, Brody. Yeah. But, I mean, it just, yeah. Like you said, it's never over Battle of Alberta, but Calgary, that argument is done. You know, who's got the better team here? Who's going to finish last? Uh, well, it's not going to be Calgary unless well, the wheels just completely come off. I it mean, just goes to show, like, what's a rebuild, right? Do you need to die in order to to come back from the ashes into something powerful, right? It's It's been what? They let Aginla go? And yeah. they just decided to basically rebuild on the fly. Not as well as some other teams, Right. But doing a great job. Yeah, and that's sort of the irony, isn't it? That that they did let again go, but they, they sort of let him go maybe a year or two after they should have. So they could have probably even got a better return. They could have sort of, you know, where they are now, they could have been there last year or maybe even the year before. Um, anyway, uh, how about you? Big game in Montreal tonight. What would you think? That was another one of those sort of statement games. 
two super hot teams, two powerhouses in the East. Yes and no. Pittsburgh definitely being the powerhouse in the East right now, at least. Montreal sort of coming back down to earth. They didn't play badly. That's the thing. They didn't play badly. They played up to their potential. Yeah. There were a few defensive mistakes, especially from the rookie Beaulieu. Yeah, that one giveaway, right? The first goal, was it? or? There were two of them. Okay. But one of them was basically a pass to the center, center of the ice, went through Weiss's skates. Okay, yeah. Um, They just couldn't compete. It doesn't matter if those mistakes are out of it, they still lose. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pittsburgh's just better, period. Well, I mean, with Flurry. The thing about Pittsburgh, if Fleury's on his game and their young defense can hold up, they're a pretty good team when they play systems. Yeah, they are. And, and, and Fleury was good tonight. He was sort of that goalie that, you know, you look and think, you know, Jim Rutherford not too long ago signed this guy to an extension. Uh, some people were saying, why? But that's why. I mean, games like tonight, you know, he's going to give you a lot of games. He's going to win a lot. And you got to figure that, one of these years, and this may be the year that he sort of figures it out in the playoffs, right? I mean, this is still a Stanley Cup winning goaltender, you know. We're talking true, about true, true. Um, yeah, but I think just to just to go back to Flurry for a second, um, I think why is mostly because there wasn't anything else that's gonna, there wasn't anything else available. To well, there's nothing mounts out there that's gonna give you that many games and that many wins, right? Um, exactly. So who yeah, are you gonna get, yeah. right? Who are you gonna bring in that's gonna beat out Flurry on a game-to-game basis. He's, I mean, he, he, the bad thing about Flurry is he has a tendency to let the bad goal, you know, the bad goal go in. But if, if he can control that, he's a fine mm. number one goalie. He's just not a top. Well, I, I think. Well, what you said there, I think a lot of goalies have that, you know, letting the bad goal in. I, I think where things are different with Flurry is he doesn't always bounce back from that. You know, I, I, I think uh, maybe that's. Yeah. And especially in the playoffs, that sort of really gets to him. But um, do you think that's the difference between a top-notch goalie at Lundqvist or Quick, as opposed to a good goalie? In the NHL? I think I, I I think that's the difference between any top-notch player in the NHL. You know that ability to sort of you know brush that shift off their back or that mistake or letting in that goal or whatever the case is. I think the best players in the NHL have very very short memories that's basically right? drew dowdy's yeah. motto right if i make a mistake i get caught i'll go back to the next shift and do the exact same move at the exact same place against the exact same player i know I'll exactly what you're talking about that was last year wasn't that game was that game five yeah. last year where he, he sort of did that toe drag and he got uh caught and then he did it not that much long uh later in the game and he ended up scoring yeah yeah and he mentions it after the game too i mean that's i'll just do it again and again until i get it that's how he is i i see pk like that a lot too um true if he doesn't get too hammered uh by tarion but but yeah anyway montreal's still good uh they wiped the floor with detroit you know what was that uh the other night uh completely uh outskated him outplayed him so you know, you're going to have one of the, uh, those games every once in a while. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I'm yeah. kind of harsh on my own team, but I was expecting yeah. a little bit more compete today, and yeah. it just yeah. didn't come out. Well, you never know. I mean, the, sometimes these games are good, right? Sort of wake you up a bit and, you know, kind of lights that fire the next time you play the Pens or, or another maybe top team. Yeah. Um, anyway, let, let's switch gears. You know, what's going on right now is you get all these uh, GM meetings, general manager meetings, 
and a couple of big decisions within the last uh, day or so. You didn't want to talk about uh, China. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> man! How much time do we have? How much time? How long are we going today? Yeah, I, I'll get into it. You want to get into minutes. it? Let's do it. I think we should get into Toronto. I think we should. Right. I think we should talk about yep. Toronto because just, Toronto just, just, just lost just nine to two. Okay, but Carl, in all fairness, they lost to an offensive powerhouse. True. Uh, superstars like Taylor Beck, True. Colin Wilson. Exactly. I mean, the list goes on and on exactly. in Nashville. Um, and, oh, and, man. And brutal, they had the brutal, backup brutal. going because nothing says we believe you're a strong team like putting our backup up against you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in all seriousness, I, look, I remember, what, two, three? Three years ago, not that long ago, uh, I think St. Louis came into Detroit and beat them 10 to 3. And it was just one of those games where, you know, you look at any box score, you watch any game, how many scoring chances do do teams get in a game? You know, they, they get around 10, right? And this is just one of those games where just every single one of them went in. But um, but they were so bad. They were so bad tonight. It's just the, the um, thing that drove me crazy about that game was the look on the players' faces. They were completely yeah. blank. They had nothing going on. Nothing was going. So they just they just didn't know where to stand. They didn't know where to where to skate. They just Yeah. Nothing. It was embarrassing, to tell you the truth. It was, but you know as a non fan of either one of those teams, like I gotta say, uh there was a point of that game. Uh I didn't watch the whole game, but I sort of came home, watched the third period and I had the third period on, and there was a point in the third period where it was so quiet in the uh, ACC, the Air Canada Center, that you could hear everything the players were saying on the ice, and I loved it. I loved that. That was actually something where I was like, this is nice. I love this, you know, getting the chatter on, on, on the ice, you know, listening to the guys talk to one another. Uh, I don't know if it was coming from both sides or if it was just coming from uh, Nashville, but... Uh, yeah, it was just so quiet, so dejected. And um, do you know what struck me from that game? I don't, it wasn't really the score. Yeah, what it was, it was when the Leafs scored their first goal. It was, I believe, eight nothing or seven nothing. One. It was eight nothing. It was eight nothing. Yeah, yeah. And Kadri scored. If yeah. you looked in the stands, some fans actually jumped up in joy. Yeah. And and we're cheering. And that's the problem with the Leafs. There's there's nothing to cheer about there. Why are you cheering to, for one goal after eight have been scored on you? It's unacceptable. Yeah. You shouldn't be, oh, the small victories. No, man. You shouldn't. You, sh you should be pissed. You should be completely pissed that this is happening with your franchise. They've made the playoff once since the lockout. And it was a shortened season. It, it It's sort of that asterisk, isn't it? It just sort of... Because every year they do this. It's unacceptable. Every year they sort of, you know, this year not so much, but, you know, they've done it before. They they start hot, they pile up the points, and then the wheels fall off at some point. And maybe that shortened season, you give it 82 games, a full season, maybe they don't make it. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on there. It It's just the weirdest thing to me i don't get it fire their coach well right? they have but they have to they're fine, gonna they have, have to do to, something it's yeah. not changing that well you know you never know i don't think it's gonna make that massive of a difference where this team turns around they're a playoff team but i think i think they gotta he's gotta go carlisle's gotta go man his, his time is up 
Why are、um, the least contending? Why they've got all the money in the world, they've got all the power in the world. Yeah, and I'm coming、yeah. from from Montreal Canadiens perspective right now, but it's pissing me off. Actually, pissing me off that the Crosstown Rivals aren't better. I I couldn't agree more. I I want to see them be good. You know,、um, it's great for all of hockey. You know, to have these like massive, huge market teams, and that's the biggest one there is, right? To be good, that's what you want.、Um, and they're just not. I don't. And it, and it's just. I don't know what it is, but it seems like from top to bottom, it's just not there. There's just no kind of cohesion. It doesn't seem like anyone's on the same page. It doesn't seem like they can get it together. You know what that is, though? Is no one's playing their position, meaning their spot in the lineup. No, everyone is shooting over their heads. You know, it's funny that you just said Kadri, right? That first goal.、Um, Kadri had two points in the third period. The Leafs scored two goals. They lose nine two. I just before we started this、uh, podcast tonight, I was on Twitter and I saw that in that third period, Kadri just had two points, and he equaled Tyler Bozak's even strength point total for the last eleven games. Who's their number one center? Tyler Bozak. Is oh, that's right.、Center. It's Tyler Bozak. <laughs> But that's the point, though. Even strength points in eleven games. Who's in the right spot right now? Yeah, in the I, top I six, right? Well, you Kessel. got Kessel for sure. Kessel's in the right spot. I think JVR is probably in his right JVR spot. JVR on most nights is in the right spot. Yeah, but then outside of that, I'm not sure. Who's who's in the right spots on their D? I love me some Dion, but is he at the right spot right now? I you know yeah, I didn't necessarily love him on that what that first or second goal, but tonight no,、um, yeah, he he did.、Uh, oh, he's got yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not he he needs help.、That. He needs help. To me, Dion Funov is is a very um. He's that sort of same mold as a Nicholas Cronwall. Yeah, that's actually where, a very good comparison. You know what I mean? Where they're they're actually very good defensemen. They're quite good, and and I I will maintain that I think Nicholas Cronwall is just completely overlooked as a good defenseman in this league. He is good, but is he that sort of you know bona fide number one defenseman in the NHL? Oh man, it's so borderline. No, but he's not.、Know? He's, he, he's, he's not. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not, and and that's the way I see Dion.、Um, they're actually so similar, except yeah, the one、are. thing that Cromwell does do though, he does have. No, actually, you know what? He doesn't. Dion sort of has a mean streak, but it doesn't. It, it's kind of put on. Cromwell just hits people. Yeah, he sort of just doesn't even really do that anymore. He um, he just kind of plays his game. I think ever since Lidstrom left, he uh, he he's just sort of on his game. Uh. And and everyone around him this year is a bit better, so he doesn't have to do as much. But I, I that's not the case with Dion, where I think he 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 tries to do too much, and it just completely hammers his game. It just it he can't do it, you know. And and he can't necessarily fault him for not being able to it totally and completely carry this team. But it's Toronto. You're the captain, and and you sort of the the expectations for that to happen are there. Um, But at the same time, it goes back to no one is playing in the right spot in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it, you can't win. You can't do it that way. Yeah, and also you got to look at the goaltending. Bernier is not Bernier of last year.、Uh, Reimer's still Reimer. Sort of, and and you know last year you, you know who is it? I I think Doug McLean says this all the time about Bernier. Hockey Cent,、uh, Hockey Central at noon. 
he talks about, you know, I just don't trust Bernier. He hasn't played that many games yet. And and maybe now you're just starting to starting to see it because last year was his first year where he really sort of took over the reins as a number one. And even last year, that was back and forth a lot with him and Reimer. And uh, it goes back they're, to the they're, same they're just thing. Struggling. It goes back to the same thing, playing in the right spot. If he's not a number one, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. You're right. He's a he's a one A. Yeah. So what do you do with this team? What do you do? You got to get rid of the coach. This isn't working. Yeah, but that's easy. Um, that's fine. Get rid of the coach. Well, that, well, it is easy. I don't know who you bring in. Who are you bringing in? Are you going to buy us with this I think, thing or what? Oh. oh I mean, what are you going to do? That's such a nice setup. Well, I'm, I I don't, but I'm just throwing Would that name out it? there because I can't think of many Would other he take that guys job? out there. I don't know if he'd take that job. I don't know if he'd take that. I don't know if anyone would take that job, man. It is just... It it just seems like no people would take that job because it's the mecca. Well, it is, but but also it's that you know where what are you gonna be able to get done? You know, I mean, who there within the last decade has proved that they could get anything done? How much of this is on the management side's fault? How much of this is all management? Well, there are construction problems with this team, but I mean, I think you can look at a lot of teams in the league and and, and say the same thing, right? Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a, it's just a tire fire year after but it, year, It's getting it? boring. It's getting boring to watch him lose all the time. Yeah. These fans really want something to cheer for. And they cheer for one goal after eight have been scored against them. It's just boring to watch. And it doesn't seem like anything can be done right there. I mean, I'm watching the third period and someone throws some something on the ice and I'm thinking it's a jersey and it's like a scarf, you know? So it just <laughs> it's like exactly. You know, it's like nothing's going Again, right there. wrong you're, spot. You're protest, wrong yeah, spot in the lineup. Exactly. Throw the scarf damn jersey. jersey. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad, man. It's it's really bad, but um Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, man, let's uh yeah, let's switch gears. So okay. A um, couple of things happened. GM meeting. First of all, the dry scrape, as we uh, all came to love it, which is uh, so not the case. I think it was a, a major buzzkill. Really? That's actually a direct quote from Ken Holland on uh, NHL.com. They grabbed him, and he said that the dry scrape was just a buzzkill. It just sucked the life out of the building. It took too long. Everybody so, says that. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I didn't mind, but you know, but I'm I watching. Know. I'm watching TV though. Yeah, and me too. And you know what? It's funny you said that because I thought the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I have kids. I never get to sit down and watch a game all by myself in complete silence. So the dry scrape sort of gave me time to run around and do a bunch of things I had to do before overtime. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, but obviously the majority of hockey fans didn't feel that way. And I think, you know, kudos to the NHL for midseason or, you know, during the season, just saying, hey, let's get rid of this. That's thing. fine. But to me, it sounds more like there's change happening. I don't like change. Don't change my game. Well, that's what it sounded like to me when they were... I I think yes and no. Was, I think it was two. It was sorry. It was not even one game in, and they were already complaining about the dry skin. Yeah, I know, I know. I but but I think in the long run, I think this is good because you know what I I can kind of smell three in the three. air. Yeah, I can, I can. So when do they because, scrape then? If it's three on three. Okay. Well, this is the thing right now. So what they're gonna do is they're just gonna get a bunch of kids out there, whoever the, you know, ice boys girls whatever i don't i don't know you don't do that ice thing grandpas. in montreal with the ice girls right i mean 
they don't do that in Detroit either. I don't even really know who does that. But anyway, they're going to have those people come out, just, you know, grab a shovel and just get up, get rid of all the snow. And uh, within, you know, a minute or two, they're going to get back on the ice playing. Um, like a TV timeout. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, which, you know, that's about how long it took before the dry scrape anyway. Right. It was about two minutes and then you get back into it. Um so the three on three is working incredibly well. Yeah, I saw your AHL. article, man. Good article on uh, Buck Rambles. Well, well, you sort of sent me those numbers to 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 run with. So, sixty six percent of over games going into extra time in the AHL are ending in overtime. Uh, the shootout is is becoming a rare occurrence in the AHL. And I sort of went back and looked at all the games, and there's only been one night. Uh, we are, what are we, November 19th here in Korea. So as of November 16th, back in North America, there's only been one night where two games were settled in a shootout. I mean, that's kind of how rare it is right now. In the AHL. In the AHL. So it, it's definitely working there, and I think, I think we're getting the sense... From these GM meetings, things I've been seeing on Twitter, a little bit of a buzz. I don't know how much it's there, but it's sorting, starting to hopefully get a little bit more momentum. I can see it. I don't know if it's next year, but maybe 2017 or 2016-17, we get a three-on-three action. Yeah, so why why would you want to see it? I like action. And three-on-three will give me action. It will give me entertainment. And it's all based on skill. That's what I like about it. It's passing. It has every component that hockey is. Even though people will say it's not hockey because it's not five on five. But what? It has skating. It has well, but passing. What, what about the guys system, that say, hey, it's just, it's just going to be mistakes and crappy ice and mistakes. So where's the skill? Why? I mean, what about those people that say that? Because I, I mean, I disagree with that too. But but what, what do you think about that? What does that mean, crappy ice? There's no dry scrape. There's no new ice. So you're going to play four minutes of overtime after a 20 minute uh, uh, third period, and then you're going to switch to three-on-three three for three minutes. So we're talking about a 27-minute uh, period of professional hockey. That's not going to be good ice. It'll probably affect the long bomb. But at the same yeah. time, these long bombs now aren't they aren't threaded through. You know what I'm saying? They just yeah. have to be in the general direction of the guy. He'll catch it. Well, and yeah, and with, with, with you know, removing four players from the ice... That's sort of the key word that you're using is general direction. Exactly. Know, because, because those guys, and, and that's what was in the blog. You know, you had this, I, I sort of highlighted this goal in the AHL where uh, this player, Tamu Pokenen for the Grand Rapids Griffins, you know, he gets in trouble at the blue line, but there's so much space that instead of passing it, instead of getting rid of the puck, what he does is sort of just, well, he does get rid of it, but he, he sort of just throws it to the half boards into an area where he knows he can out race the uh, defenseman and he gets it. Yeah. It was more of a soccer play, right? Yeah. Right. He just kind of lobs it up. Like I'll just lob it up here and then I'm going to out race the guy, you know, I'm going to out skate him and get it. Um, and, and that play sort of highlighted like, man, can you, you, you give all these guys this much space, you give a Crosby, you know, a Stamkos, a Malkin, just oh, you go, know, go with the one everybody wants to see. And yeah, let's say it, McDavid, man, you give this kid some time and space, and they're gonna be able to do things with but it. For me, um, it's Datsuk, man. Well, oh, okay, everybody okay. wants yeah, to yeah. see Datsuk on three on threes. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the speed, but uh, but that sort of lobbing it to where guys need to go, like yeah, he he's got 
you know, that intelligence as a player. He's still got a little bit of wheels to him. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him three on three for sure. You know what's going to work on three on threes is one on ones. You're going to have way more one on ones, and all you got to do is beat one guy, and boom, you got numbers. Yeah. And all you need to do is get that one guy to start thinking, you know, more of a zone type of, of, of defense. And, and that's what happened in that play. Uh, the AHL goal I, I was highlighting was, you know, what had happened was everyone sort of backs off, that's so you know, true. thinking like, oh, I got to I got to cover this zone, zone, zone. And what it did is just created even more space uh, for this guy to just walk in. That's what's going to blast happen. a slap shot home. And, and I think that's what's going to happen. Not so much the mistakes, but guys that are just they're going to play more of a zone kind of a thing. And that's gonna give people more space. Yeah. I like it. I like I like your I like your thinking. Because if they do play zone, there's going to be too much area to cover. Right? But if they play yeah. one one on one, if they play man, then you've got a chance of beating a guy and you're set free. Yeah, and you know what also is gonna all it's gonna take is one crafty little line change, right? To get things going, I think, too. Especially if, if you've got that short you know, you, you've got the short line change in overtime. So, see, I don't know what they're going to do with I just, that. I just love the idea of it being two-on-one and then missing, and it's boom, two-on-one the other way, two-on-one the other way. Just five and, minutes of two-on-ones. And you know what, man? With your goaltender, a goaltender like Carey Price, a goaltender that can handle the puck with True. that much space, with that much space, you, I will not be surprised if He's you see goaltenders skating about right 10, 15. Yeah, you see, and not even that, but you see guys skating 10, 15 feet out of the oh, net to sort of make crazy. their make their make their own outlet passes. That that's that goal, that AHL goal that happened the other that's night. Right, that I was he looking did. at the goaltender sort of he takes a few you know strides up the ice and then he th sort of throws the the puck up there. I can easily see a Carey Price doing that. You know, guys that can handle the puck really well. Uh, I don't know who who else is a good puck handler these days. Mike Smith. I was gonna say Mike Smith. Yeah, that's about it. It's it's kind well, of a the, short list like, nowadays. Yeah, sure. The top notch goaltenders. I mean, because a lot of them are retired. You know, mm. Turco's gone. Brodeur is gone, of course. Yeah, so well, let's get rid of the trapezoid back. then. Yeah, since it was invented for those guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get rid of that damn thing. It would be exciting though. I, I would love to see three on three. I, I I think we're starting to. Hopefully, the momentum is 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 getting there and you know what look there's there's a lot of criticism there's like you like we were highlighting it's going to be terrible ice it's not real hockey all it's going to do is just be mistakes well it's more real hockey than than shootout of course it's it's what we play on the pond man. it's what we play outside when we go out and play 